Welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. Zwift is interval workouts, training plans, and massive online group rides made fun. Because fun works, and fun gets results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com to try it today. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that we can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash cycling central or log a ride with our friend at Zwift joining me like pretty much every single week of this year. I know it's already, you know, tired of it. It's Dave McKenzie. Hi, Dave. Oh, look, I'm not sick of you. Not yet. I'm getting close. And like, thankfully, I just hit the reset button January 1st <laughs> and, and it's all good, mate. So don't worry about it. You got the complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure of myself. You know? <laughs> Actually, I want to talk about now. Uh, we've got Rob Hales with us. Sweden. Hey, Rob, how are you? Salut tout le monde. Hello. Hi. How's it going, everyone? Good. I'm not sick of you just yet. We're no. all right. <laughs> Don't worry. What, Don't are worry. Good. what are you doing? What are you doing? Would you, you have to escape the the uh, terrible ch- Manchester weather. I'm chasing the weather. Right, well, yeah, well <laughs> I've brought. As I've much as lo- I love Melbourne, you've come to the wrong place. <laughs> well, do you know what? Anything is better than back home at the moment. There's floods. It's an it's a nightmare. It's an and, and we're nightmare. not even talking about Brexit or whatever. Just don't away. even <laughs> don't even go there. I tell you, so that is a yeah, that's a nightmare. On Touchy its own. subject. But yeah, no, I'm over just for a yeah, a little bit of a break, a little bit of work, but uh, mainly a break to be honest. But just don't tell them at home. Okay, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Maka, just remind us who Rob is. We know him uh, on the BBC. We've met. I've met you at the at the Tour de France, and we had a uh, a, a good chat about the British cycling and about big history in a, in the uh, British cycling. Yes, big history. Uh, I'll 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 um, blow your trumpet for you, Rob. Now, Rob was a fantastic track rider and a very good road rider as well. We we crossed paths a small amount on the road. I Normally, a- when you used to come down the back of the peloton where <laughs> I was, that was my home. <laughs> I hey. thought we. Say so we were tacking off the front together, but no, no. Look, multiple medals at uh, World Championships, Olympic Games, and a couple of golds in there as well. So good to have you here, mate, and and good to have you in the Thank in you. the land of the living. But uh, no, you've been like us, I guess, engrossed on the other side of the fence for a number of years now since you retired in twenty eleven. Yeah, end of twenty eleven. Yeah, I'm very happy to be this side of it uh, as well. It's did you hit a certain point in that post retirement? where at first you sort of think, gee, I wouldn't mind being over there. When, when was it for you when you went, actually, this is pretty damn good? Yeah, no, I, I, was, I was fortunate enough as I had a long career, but I was ready to, to move on. And, and, and that, but that was hard enough. I think for guys who either don't get a career, uh, don't get a, a contract, or they're injured, they're not ready to retire, and they, they're forced to, I dread to think what, that, what that's like. But no, it, it, it was my moment, I was ready. And to be honest, there were too many young guns coming through, especially on, on the British track team. There was, there was no way that I was going to be uh, fulfilling any, any of those previous kind of... Was, was actually quite daunting, seeing all those young guys coming through and... Oh, a, a bit the lack of respect of... from all the youngsters. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely, and, and I, I spent two years then with a domestic squad uh, with, with Endura that, that basically turned into kind of that became NetApp, um, and just kind of riding domestically, and, and so I had a bit of a taper off. It wasn't like I just stopped from international, mm-hmm. and, and that was it. You're selling yourself short because you 
you rode, you won the Madison World Championship Madison with Mark Cavendish. LA he was just a yeah, young buck. Talking and then about you the young guns, his, yeah, his first senior. I, think it was, I, it was I, I imagine senior he would have been a little bloody smarty, arrogant little kid. Was he he might, he, yeah, he was just a younger version than of what he is now. <laughs> what was my question about Armstrong? Was he always a bit of a special character? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Al- always, always. Yeah, it was. A, it was only his second senior race, basically, and, and the, his first was only two days previously in the scratch race where he got fourth, and he had a face as long as you, you, like he, he was devastated absolutely gutty he let it out and, and just got uh, just got flicked um, do you think anyone ever right around then and I mean this is almost a silly question did anyone ever think Mark Cavendish would go on then to win let alone one stage of the Tour de France but 30 he he, he, he knew where he was going that's for sure because I, I can remember being at home and it was after his third second or his third I think pro win and I managed to speak to him and I said, mate, I knew you were going to be good, but I didn't think you'd be this good. This, I mean, this was just the start of it. Mm. And he just came back to him and said, I did. And that was it. So <laughs> he, he, was, he was confident. He, yeah. he was full of confidence. That's bloody sprinters though, isn't it? Robbie McKeown. You've got to be a bit like that, haven't you? Drive me mad. Were you a sprinter as well? No, no, mate. no. I mean, that was mm. what I thought. That's what I was best at, but I just wasn't a very good one. Okay. <laughs> uh, of course, relationship between Australia and there's still a massive competition between you guys, the Brits, and Australia. I think, yeah, I, th- I think the Australians is, is what drove us on. To be fair, you, you guys are what made us good in the first place because we, do, when the funding, we had the lottery funding that came in um, two thousand, uh, sorry, ninety seven. And then it was there was Peter Keane who was. So you've had an was, unfair advantage since '97. Cheap is that Basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But but we saw what you guys were doing with the AIS yeah. and Charlie Walsh and that kind of system and thinking right. So so we had to try and replicate that. And it was Peter Keane who put all that together. Peter Keane is a guy previous to Dave Brailsford, to Dave Brailsford, Chris Boardman's coach back in '92 in the build up to Barcelona Olympics, and and it was him that actually put everything in in place. And we obviously we had the funding then. And uh, and it took us took us a good six years or so. Two thousand Olympics, things were starting to go really well. Yep. Um, and then it was two thousand four, and then obviously two thousand and eight with uh, with Beijing, where we came away with eight or nine golds. I think mm-hmm. we we pretty much mopped up. But but it, it was the Australian guys who um, who were our inspiration. And yeah. Definitely a rivalry, but a friendly rivalry yeah. for sure. But what, was it a fear? What, was there a fear in a, in the Brit, uh, the British camp that after the London Olympics, then you know that this was the peak? And then how do you sustain were, this? Well, I tell you what. In, in terms of the British um, public, the fans, and certainly the press, they thought they peaked at uh, Beijing four years before. Okay. So there's no way they can they can do that again. And yeah, there was a lot of talk, yeah. wasn't there? And then they come off the back of that and have two lean years, really. And it's well, they, they told you because everyone expects you to to perform at your best for every event, and and that's one of the things that we learn is you you can't do that, um, and you've got to taper for these events. And so yeah, then then London was just nuts, and and that was my that was my first games in terms of commentary and being in the velodrome. And I was ready, I was ready then um, okay. to to do that, and that at the atmosphere atmosphere in there for, for the Olympics it was incredible anyway but obviously when the Brits did well as they, as they did most of the time then it just ramped up a bit No I was just going to say we were talking uh, off mic just before we started this and I was saying it's become a real arms race with respect 
to the writers, they're obviously super talented. And now it's that marginal, we, we keep using those the terms, gains, don't we? Yeah. The marginal gains. The kit, the bikes, yeah. everything. And, every and, little bit facet. Yeah. And you were, you were saying a little bit about how much time you were spending in the tunnel and sort of well, I, tell yeah, us a bit about I, that. Well, that, that was the thing. I was, uh, I was non-travelling reserve back in 92 in Barcelona, but I was also non-travelling reserve basically for, for Beijing 2008. And I, I sat at home and watched all those medals coming, coming back that basically... I like to think I'd I'd won a lot of those for the, for the guys with the amount of, yeah the you amount did, of hours I'd spent but but I, I was part of that uh, of that group in the background where the riders didn't have to worry see in my early days I was fettling with with carbon and messing on with my own bikes that's all been taken away from the riders they just concentrate with the coaches with the work they have to do and then in the background the bikes the wheels the tires the skin suits the, the most important bit which is the skin suit to be is honest it? yeah is yeah. it the more suit, important than the bike more more important than the bike yeah really yeah i mean the, the bike has to do its job obviously but yeah. it's the it's the skin suit and then the helmet and the way that everything's put together and that's that's kind of that's a difficult thing but that, those are the gains and that's the part that i was kind of working on and, and helping to so to then do. this is an interesting segue onto the Remember the, the the Tour de France this year, I think, and even in the last twelve months, the length of the socks. Length of so the socks. That, yeah. So do you yeah. believe? But are you sure are doing the right thing? There's also the skin suit from Sky a couple of years ago, which was a, like a. Well, there's the, the dimpled skin yeah. suit yeah. where Geraint took yellow in. Um, I'm just trying to think in, in the rainy, the rainy prologue in Germany. I'm, I'm uh, Düsseldorf. Yeah, there was that skin suit with the dimples. It was like a sharp and, skin. Yeah, and it, and it was interesting because there was a lot of hype about that with it being Team Sky, yet Movistar, no one was worried about that because theirs was Chevron's. It, it was the same same system but a slightly different shape, but obviously because it was Team and Sky. And so you was, would say, back to my question though about the, about the sock height and I guess with yeah. the skin suits, it's... They should actually be taking notice. They of it? should be. They should be taking notice. Yeah. Of it, yeah. Okay. But I, I think the, the the way that they go about it, so it's a little bit strange. And then uh, I think was was there even a pole who get up at, at the worlds? He's had his socks measured. Yes. And then he gets up yeah. on the ramp and he just uh, yarks them up a little bit higher, <laughs> extra, extra inch or so. But there's, yeah, there you go. But yeah, no, you, they need to look at. They do need to look at those things. But I'm sure it's the sock height is a probably a priority a rung or two down where where mm. where it needs to be when you i don't know if you're aware but like uh, cycling australia is trying to reform itself as well so there's a new wave of reform happening uh, in a, in an olympic year uh, what what's the state of british cycling these days <sighs> to be honest i'm more about the world tour guys now um, okay. My wife works at uh, she works at the Velodrome. She's uh, she's a sports therapist, so so she gets more info and so she have all the gossip. She has all the gossip. <laughs> yeah, you see. So that's where I get, get her my on notes from. Yeah, we'll get her in. We'll get her in. Through. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, to be honest, I'm glad I'm not in that in that place. I think the pressure is so big there and that's the trouble to keep the momentum not just for the riders but for the staff they're losing riders see Stephen Burke who's been a major part of the team pursuit yes um, he is, he's just announced his retirement Ed Clancy who's been the number one team pursuer um, for many many years now he, his first team pursuit was actually in 2005 when, when we won the yeah. world um, he um, he's had a few issues back issues and and it's difficult to get the riders to come through so we're 
we're not looking, I don't think we're looking at uh, the sort of medal hall. And, and I hope as well, to be honest, because it's not been healthy for, for the sport. It's nice to share. Now I'm not a part of that, I think. I just, I just want to see good racing. As long as we see good racing. Yeah, of course, I like to see the Brits do well. But it's not a healthy place when they are winning so much. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Probably any nation, in fact. Yeah, any, dominating. Any nation, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there too much emphasis put on the Olympics. I know well, in, in Britain, terms of Australia, well in Australia definitely. we rely on our funding, or yeah, certainly the track it, program does, but it's once every four years. It's the same. And yeah. the team pursuit is sort of that one event that everyone strives for. It's the for. nation, isn't it, rather than the but individual. But is it too much, do you think? Do you yeah, think when, Because track cycling, let's face it, real, well in Australia and I think around the world, maybe not in the UK, but it's suffering. Oh yeah, it's, it's, suffer, it's suffering in the UK as well. It's so, ra- think, do you know, racing in the UK... Per se is really struggling, yeah. really suffering. We're yeah, losing, racing or, or both, both. Yeah, road but and track. But the sport is, but the sport the, you, partici- on the outside is yeah, booming. Participation, people, bums on bikes is absolutely ridiculous. You you go around and the the bikes, the money, the the market is it's buoyant, absolutely buoyant. It, but everyone in that market is struggling because they're fighting against so many people uh, there are a lot of people out riding their bikes but in terms of actual racing grassroots it's it's very difficult so the few days you've roamed around here in melbourne how do you compare it in your mind like i, I like to think we're a pretty big commuting city for, for a fairly it's, big yeah, city it's what's your impressions you go wow there's a lot of cyclists there, there are i mean i've spent quite a bit of time in london lately and i love it to see that you know they're all on their folding bikes of bromptons mm. and and all those co- sorts of things and people moan about the bikes yeah. in in london you go listen if they weren't in bikes, potentially they could be in cars. <laughs> then you'll be, yeah, then you'll be worried. Same, don't, yeah. don't worry, there's still money. Yeah, No, it's... But the things, yeah, you, you know, seeing people out on bikes is absolutely superb. I mean, there, there's race on it. And that's, you know, that's all good. You, you've got the weather. I know you've been moaning about your weather. Don't. Yeah, it is stop, pretty good. Please. Yeah, it is pretty it's, good. Yep. It, could be a, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> if we have to look back at uh, the road... Uh, competition this year how, how would you rate this year you know like the Giro the uh, Su- yeah, superb superb I mean I I've even m- though Brit didn't win the Tour de France well no exactly I mean Geraint Thomas came very close didn't he and that, yeah. that, that's another thing the fickle side of, of, of cycling in terms of the amount of Brits and the press who have written Geraint Thomas off so What's he doing? He needs to change teams. He's never going to win another Grand Tour. It was he a minute and twenty off his own yeah. teammate after lying on the deck only two weeks before in Tour of Switzerland, and it was in the balance. He was pretty good. And that, can he win again? I don't know. But but he but he came close. But yeah, the racing on the whole. I started in Tour UAE uh, mm-hmm. back end of February, where Roglic took the victory, and then I went on to Tirreno, where I think Roglic. Took the One victory. Yep. Did Rom and D where Roglic? <laughs> so, you know, he was rider of the year, wasn't yeah. he? Really? Giro, yeah, Giro with uh, with Carapaz, and um, yeah, it's it's been superb. And then I was at the tour, like I say, with the, with the BBC doing the radio, and the, and the tour for me is a little bit of a holiday in terms of normally I do world feed commentary so flag to flag a lot of it entire stages Tory uae used to be obviously in dubai and you know three four guys go up the road and they're on a road for the next two and a half hours and you're like so yeah so so the tour is a little bit of a holiday for me because the radio it's, it's shorter hits and and, and that that's nice 
and then the Vuelta, I don't, I don't see the Vuelta at all. I'm, I'm busy at home with that. And then I finish off doing Tour of Lombardy, Tour of Britain, Tour of Lombardy. But on the, on the whole, in, in terms of the racing, yeah, I just love it. And, and the fact that I'm sat almost everywhere, I do very little off tube. So in a studio, it's all on the finish line. I'm sat on the finish line mm-hmm. of, Par- of, uh, of Tour of Flanders. You know, ten foot from from the finish line. It's better being there, isn't mo- it? Yeah, yeah. yeah you definitely. get the atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when you're working with the radio, because with the TV guys, once you start, you start, and everyone's working on the same shift. Whereas with the radio, you can you can walk along the tribune and, and chat with with a lot of the guys and get a lot more information on on the Dutch and the Belgians and the, and likewise they come. You know what's going on with mm-hmm. with the Brits. So the, so that's that's it's, I love it, love it. Uh, 2019, we had the Worlds in the in Yorkshire as well. Uh, how how big was this? And, and how, oh, I know you're from Manchester, yeah, so that's Manchester, on the was, other side. <laughs> yeah, just an hour away. Um, I mean, again, the weather for for the women it was superb. It was glorious, and I ju- I just felt for Harrogate mm-hmm. on that Sunday because mm-hmm. the shots would have been absolutely superb. Okay, I felt sorry for myself because I was doing again flag to flag seven hours or so of, and we had an hour and twenty minutes I think where we had no shots other than the static feed and all the guys climbing well, off. Well, that's true. All We're the, the guys same climbing in, off. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone was the same with that. Um, that would have been amazing. It would have been amazing, but the weather really did play its part, unfortunately. But well, that said, the the atmosphere around Harrogate, um, around the circuit there. In the evenings, wasn't dampened. Well, it was dampened, but it was more of the beer kind. Yeah, I saw. Nothing I mean, breaks a Brit spirit when it comes to the. Uh, the they, <laughs> they were all out. They were all out. They yeah. were out. I mean, can you imagine in Australia pouring rain for six hours and a crowd standing along the barriers, no matter what? No yeah. way. We wouldn't do it. <laughs> no. But the Brits and I guess the Europeans and the foreigners that went over, yeah. like I was amazed. We, I mean, we're calling it off the tube back here, and there's thousands. Still out in the pouring rain. All got umbrellas and yeah, ponchos on and whatever. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah um, it, was a, it was a real, quite literally a real dampener. It was, it yeah. was a, a shame for for a lot of the people. But um, but and and, and that, that's the thing. That's part of it, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's bike racing. You're outside. It's not an arena event. You don't have a roof. You can't turn the heating up or down. And can you just shut that window? There's a bit of a draft. <laughs> no, you've got to. You just got to get on and, and make the best of what you've got. Yeah, absolutely. You you mentioned G. Uh, what do you think he's going to do next year? That's, that, that's you know, we sort of know through me as well coming back. Uh, you know, it's a big question mark about G next year. Yeah, well, when you when you look at Ineos and their, their line-up in terms of general, they, they could pretty much have a full GC team Would of they GC go with all riders. Three? They can't, can they? Yeah. They Come on, can't. you should have the intel the for thing us. Is, well, they can. They, what they I, can but. They can. What I do know is Dave Brailsford loves that situation. He yeah. loves that. Yeah, he, he he lives off that. The the internal battles and I think unlike several other teams, probably Movistar is, is the big one who you can mention, although that said, they worked well together at the Giro and look what it paid dividends for them. Um but generally the, the there are literally too many chefs and they can't they can't cope. But that's the thing, with the management being so strong in Team Sky now in, in Team Ineos, I think they'll be able to cope with it. Do you but, think they'd consider Sending Bernal. My thought was, he's so young. He's won the tour. Bang, he's he's done straight it. off. Yeah, done. Okay, tick. mate. Tick. Okay. We'll revisit plenty that plenty on of, another we'll day. When I've grown up, yeah, I'll... we'll revisit that. That we'll go back to it. Let's give Froomey a chance at these at number five, and let's put G back, and you'll go to the Giro. Would they? Yeah, do, would they try and the... do that? Can they manufacture and engineer that? I guess if they can, they will. I th- I think last year having Geraint win was perfect for the team. 
in terms of a PR, yeah, it couldn't have gone better. Um, and then this year again, I think the PR played off for them. Yeah, having Bernal take it out. Um, I want to see so, Froomey back now. Yeah, yeah. But Post injury, it's like suddenly he's the underdog. He's the yeah. Exactly. Everyone's saying he can't come back. Yeah, and and to go for that fifth is yeah. that that's kind of the next box, isn't it for for Brailsford? And is. and we discussed it about we discussed it in the last spot actually. He, he deserves it. He almost he, he deserves, deserves the opportunity. He, he, he yeah. certainly deserves the yeah, opportunity. That, that, yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. It's um, you know to, to deserve something, you've got to work for it. But he, like mm-hmm. I say, he deserves the opportunity to go for so it. So is Brailsford? I mean, he's both. I'll I'll say preface that with my, before my question. But is he? Will he be more business, or will he have a little bit of passion? So will he say, "Okay, Chris, is you he know human? what? You deserve this." Is he human? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Is he human? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, as long as they win. Uh, yeah. Okay. As long as they. So, win. so he won't. He'll, he won't think about <laughs> his the, ju- the his... fact that he's got four twos under his belt. Uh, uh, it, it'll be there, and uh, yeah. but but I think that he'll let the riders play it out on the road. And yeah, if he can and take the fifth, then obviously that's another big boost for 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 Dave's ego, and that, mm. and that's the thing. With with uh, I've worked with Dave over the years on when he was obviously um, director at uh, for, for the GB squad on on the track, um, and he's one of those guys. If he's with you, you are laughing. He's he's fine. As soon as as soon as you're kind of out the window, then then you're out, and that that's again that that's fine. That is business, and that and that's one of the reasons why he's been so successful is because he does run it like a mm. business from the early days of the lottery. And our currency was like like you guys. Our currency was Olympic medals. That's why he focused on those. Mm-hmm. And it was very difficult for the riders in between the Olympics, Commonwealth Games at times, and and certainly World Championships, where you you're not being given everything that's possible, especially with the equipment because it's all all held back. But he'll he'll be the same with uh, on the road now. And he just wants to win, and that's that's his thing. It's it's a business. He's not there to come second. Mm. And so the impact of a company like Ineos, when we see what they've done around the marathon, for example, how much money they've invested in that marathon and that under two hours, could they have a that say? That was his change out of his back pocket. You yeah. Know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, but could, could he actually have a say saying, you know what, I want the three grand tours? Um, yeah, that, that's the thing. If Jim Ratcliffe asks for something, then you... If you can do it, then then you'll try and deliver that. You, he's not the sort of I can't imagine he's the sort of guy who would um, who would take to disappointment very well. Hmm. But mm-hmm. again, it's sport, isn't it? You're dealing with human beings, and and that's what makes it so fascinating. Yeah. But so so yeah, I mean, if he can pack potentially three, four riders who could win, then he's 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 not going to be shy with those guys. Uh, we'll stick on Ineos for a minute. Um, I've, I've heard stories how how big the budget is, but I heard a figure fly around late, late in the season, I was in Europe, in excess of 50 million. Yeah, yeah, is 56, that, Yeah, that's what I heard, 56 like million. Well, does there need, so <laughs> I'll get you to comment on that, but then also I would never have said this, but now I actually think there needs to be a... Um, Cap. cap, a cap, uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's it can be quite divisive in terms of you look at that sort of money, it's eye watering, and you go, well, hold on a minute, how how can you compete with with that for the other teams? But just going back to when that funding came through, because it, it was quite literally overnight, Team Sky or, or Sky as a sponsor pulled out, um, but they didn't leave the team. I think they they would have fulfilled the funding anyway because yep. under contract that wasn't a problem but obviously in terms of the the title um and people saying they'll 
he'll never be able to replace that. Never, ever. And I think if he was looking, if Dave was looking for a budget of around 15 to 20 million, he probably would have struggled. But you go the next step and go, okay, well, we're looking for 40, 50. There's probably two or three people who who are in that ballpark who'll go, yeah, a bit of a toy. I'll have a go at that. Yeah. Why I mean, not? You've got to have some pretty so good pockets. Got to, yeah, and it, and it, it's it's that whole that that luxury market, isn't it? If if you're looking for for a new pair of shoes and someone's wanting 150 dollars, like, mm, squeeze that. But oh, there's a pair at 500 dollars. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm having. There are people there who will have them because of their price tag, not because they're necessarily classy. Because if they're that money, they're they're probably not that classy. Was he involved so, in cycling? Prior Dave, to this? Dave was a bike rider. Dave Dave was a soigneur. Dave Brailsford. No, no, sorry, I'm oh, talking sorry, about Ineos. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, um, Radcliffe. No, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. So he's come off left of field. Yes. Wow. Fifty mil. That's Makes a lot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's obviously into absolutely everything. Well, he's into a few things with yeah, the marathon, yeah. as you mentioned. And I guess if you've got that sort of money, mm-hmm. um, what? What would you do with that sort of money? You know, I don't know if I'd sponsor a team. I wouldn't go anywhere near it. No, I'd, I'd, be, doing I'd be doing other yeah, things. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Be do, no. I'd be doing all sorts Well, if you've got that much money, it means you've got bucket it's loads more. Exactly. Because you've got it. Because let's face it, cycling teams don't make money. It's a toy thing. They spend it? money. Yeah. yeah, that's all. And at the end of the twelve month, you put your hand back out to the sponsor and say, "That was great, and we need another fifty. Yeah. Thanks." Mm-hmm. So he's committed. Ineos, I imagine, have committed for at least three years. I think so. Yeah. There's 160 million. Minimum, yeah. minimum, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Against uh, Mitchell and Scott, which they sit, they got a healthy budget of about sixteen million. Yeah. Let's talk about Kofidis when we talk about those yeah. numbers. Yeah, so, <laughs> what a segue. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were, they were one of the biggest budget teams back in <laughs> back in. So you wrote for Kofidis for two thousand one, two, and three. Ma- yeah. Ma- yeah. Just to see, set the scene, Maka and I have been bagging. Kofidis for Have quite you a while. really? Well, we it have. goes back. Mine goes back <laughs> quite a few years, and I think rightly. Rightly so, but it became an ongoing gag because of one one day at the Tour de France five or six years ago, I was like, hang on, these guys are actually in the race. <laughs> and the producer at the time looked at me like, mate, are you actually watching You're this? Weird. And I said, hey, seriously, yeah, have, have they you? hit the front? <laughs> have you been watching? But now they've got serious now with Cedric Vasseur. Yes, yeah, Cedric. And, and, and in actual fact, in the last couple of years, they've... They've been pretty good. They've been they're good coming, at the world yeah. and now they've got Viviani. They How are they going to go? Yeah, exactly. So we're just saying this because you 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 actually were a member of Kofidis. Oh yeah, I, I was there. I, I was three seasons um, with the team, and it was it was straight off the back of uh, Sydney 2000 Olympics. That that was going to be my last track. Those games. It was all about the road for me, and then of course we 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 were pretty good and we, we showed as a nation that we could perform on the velodrome so I was a little bit ooh, oh hold on a minute maybe I'm not just done but okay I've got a two year contract it turned out I had, had three in the end and that was kind of my stepping stone to to uh, Athens 2004 but yeah I was, I was part of that and I was like this is amazing this is going to be absolutely <laughs> great uh, Tor Med my first race won by Ivan Basso actually won the first stage I think he was probably a first year pro something it was a young young lad back then and i was i was on the the team i was going to say the bus it was more of a little camping car that we kind of had <laughs> yeah, back buses then. didn't exist did they nah. back then? And, and my french was pretty shocking it's pretty shocking now but back then it was i was terrible but anyway the, the discussion was going on and it was basically okay then lads good luck everyone and uh, we'll see you at the finish and i just looked i was riding with dave miller and, and i said what what do we do and he just looked at me and said just survive rob 
And that was basically <laughs> it. My, my first proper team meeting. That was the team tactics. That was the Good team luck. tactics. Good luck, yeah. See Who was you. the director uh, back Deloy. then? Who, sorry? Deloy. Ah. Who is still there. To my, because it, it's interesting that you bag them a little bit in commentary because I bag them every single day. <laughs> I like, can, pretty yeah. much. Um, yeah. Um, but my first proper meeting didn't happen until Perry Roubaix. And, okay. and I thought, right, this is obviously a bloody big race because this is the first time we've actually been dedicated <laughs> to riders and this is what you're going to do. But it, cause, and, and that was going for, coming from the British team back then. We were only three, well, three years into our funding yeah. and it was a real anticlimax because I thought, this is going to be amazing. This is where it's at. And I thought, actually, you're a shower of shite, you lot. <laughs> but pro teams, I mean, to be fair... To, to confidence then. I mean, I'm, I'm only a year younger than you, so similar era, same era. There was a quite a few, I remember, right, you'd ride around the Peloton, as I'm sure they do now, and you're chatting with all the expat uh, English speakers, and I remember chatting to a Chan McRae, in fact, from right. Mappe. I'd, I'd see him a bit at races, yeah. riding for Mappe, and he was bagging the hell out of Mappe Quickstep, which <laughs> yeah. was at the time the biggest team in exactly, the world. yeah. And, and he was quite getting, successful as well. Yeah, yeah. won a few races. <laughs> and they'd call him up the day before a race. He'd have to fly in, you know, he'd find it. So his program was changing yeah. all the time. And, I mean, he was a pretty handy bike rider, yeah. but he was down the pecking order. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of, yeah, still a lot of things. I mean, all the talk this year of riders leaving Movistar and people are going, whoa, what, what, what are they doing that for? You know, such a good team. And then you hear stories of, yeah, but the, they'll send the likes of Nairo Quintana on three separate flights to save 50 euros on them. And you're like, <laughs> are you for real? And then, and I've heard these same sort of things. It's, and, yeah, it's and mental. Then, and then you get like Ineos and Jumbo Visma and all these teams who are, who are getting slated for, oh, marginal gains and they're doing all this. Oh, there's just no passion. And then you hear of teams doing that and you're like, well, hold on a minute. Yeah. You know, you've the Spaniards are a little bit. Oh, they're they're well, still. I find they're still old school. Well, in Alex that respect. Dow, Alex Dow said his first team were, was Movistar. Yeah. He his first three training camps this year, he didn't see a bike. <laughs> didn't see. I'm a like, bike. you are. He says, no, we haven't had a bike. You know, what do you do? Turn up and they're all just meetings. He said, well, are they all just chat. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, you're joking. Anyway. <laughs> so, so yeah, there, there are a lot of teams who who do deserve a little bit of a, a kick in in commentary. Yeah. And Cofferty's have been one of those. But yeah, you're right; they are started. And Cedric, who I rode with for I think a season in 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 the team, I think he was there 2003, um, and he he's taken over and he's 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 doing okay with it. He's, and they're obviously upping their budget. They must. You're not be, yeah. you're signing. But you're not signing Viviani for peanuts. Exactly. He's, exactly. he's one of the world's best sprinters. Yeah. Has been. Yeah, absolutely. You also, if you if if you follow Rob on uh, Instagram, he, you got interesting evenings. If you like chill Friday music, nights, Friday, Friday nights. Night. Hey, I had a good night this Friday night. Yeah. Carl Cox was playing. Ah, yeah, yeah. The DJ Carl absolutely. Cox, Brit. I think he he lives he lives here now. He was playing. It was uh, yeah, finished week. at ten. Yeah, and. Um, so it was a bit of dance music going <laughs> yeah, on. But right? yeah, fri- Friday nights, because Radio 1 back home, BBC Radio 1, Friday nights is uh, dance night. And so I, I've got a workshop that uh, when I'm not away doing my 100-odd days a year commentating, I've got, I do carbon repairs, but I've started doing, doing jewellery, carbon concepts, my, my company. And yeah, Friday nights, it, it's just, I can't remember how it started. It's it just Friday night, 
put a little thing out on Instagram and, and people are now kind of waiting for it to happen. Yeah. So <laughs> so even if I'm not there, I have to kind of pre-record one and, and then just chuck it out about, so about yeah, 10 o'clock. You make rings and little jewelry in carbon. Key which rings, are yeah, yeah, carbon, carbon, titanium. I get, I get a lot of my stuff from Red Bull team because all the Formula One um, places there, that most of those are based in the UK for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's, it's quite interesting stuff. So it's all kind of cycling cycling based pretty much at the moment it's early days with it a couple of years but yeah some some a little workshop is turning it's gradually going from having a spray booth and, and an oven for for the carbon stuff i've got a lathe in there it's getting a little bit oily in there now which yeah. is which isn't ideal <laughs> but uh but yeah it's good fun so yeah. next year you'll have a carl cox playing in your garage uh, <laughs> well, I, I, yes, that would be one. If you could have the system from the the Sydney Bowl here, that uh, just down the road, yeah. it would it would blow the doors off. <laughs> Thanks for sparing the time on your on your break here. I hope you enjoy the, the next few yeah, days. In good good see you, mate. Thank you, and uh, yeah, good luck with uh, good luck with your weather. Because don't moan about it anymore, please. It's, we won't. We it's won't. That's stunning. it. No more. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. Uh, thank you for joining us. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, uh, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au/slash/cycling-central or log a ride with our friend at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer, and your PC, Mac, or Apple device. With training plans, interval workouts, group rides, and a global community to motivate you, level up, and become a stronger rider. Give people a ride on, and you're sure to get one back, as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today for your free trial.